Today's advanced training. Financial independence engine, aka the game. Um, so, I, 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 years ago, Heather uh, had me take this, uh, read this book, Strength Finder 2.0, and I took the test. I, if you haven't done it, I recommend it. Pick up the book. Um, when you buy the book in the back, there's a code. You can go online and take this test, and it'll tell you your strengths and explain how they work together and, and, and the, the pros and cons of all of it. When I took that test, like I was so annoyed. I hate taking these assessment tests. <laughs> I hate it. But, uh, and we're actually in, uh, in a, a, a coffee shop on a date night, and she whips out her laptop. She kind of sprung it on me. She's like, you're going to take the test. I'm like, okay, fine. And in the middle of that, there's people, I mean, it's a time test, and people are coming up, and they're talking to me. I'm like, go away. You know, like, <laughs> and at the end of it, what came out of that test was my number one strength was competition. Competition. I was like, if you just told me what the strengths were, I could have told you number one's competition for me. Uh, I don't know that competition necessarily is number one for me, uh, but um, at this point in my life, it definitely was for, for a while. Uh, but I, I will say this, that I, we're all trying to figure out how not, to su not just to survive life, we're trying to figure out how to thrive in life, right? And I figured out for me, and I think a lot of people who are in this business um, share the same mentality. I do better when I think of um, uh, things I'm working on as a game. Um, because I'm competitive, because games are fun, uh, because um, I take games seriously, I want to win. I, I like thinking in terms of things being a game. And so I, I've, I've said before, and I've caught some flack from it, like I see my marriage as a game and people say well that's that's kind of you know putting your marriage down that's not really treating your marriage with the honor and respect tap your brakes there turbo you don't understand like games are important to me and and there there are rules in our marriage like i can't go play the game with other people you know what i'm saying so like that there's a rule i break that rule i lose a game um <laughs> there's just there's rules to the games like i know if i do dishwasher uh, clean the dishes it makes she's happy about that and i found some peace and joy in cleaning dishes i like doing the dishes as well so like there's just it's all just a game so the financial independence engine is really about the game that is this business it actually stems from the game cash flow uh, get out of the rat race, it says. Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, one of the uh, impactful authors in my life, uh, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and then Cash Flow Quadrant uh, were, uh, were two books that, that really, really shaped um, my financial understanding. I'm not going to get into a whole bunch of promotion about uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Robert Kiyosaki, but the idea is here's the things that uh, a rich mentor in his life advised him versus what his own father uh, advised him and and people come out later like what's well, not really a true story there's lots of not true stories that make really valid points uh, it doesn't need to be true to be impactful to me uh, right so I'm not going to get into that detail of that but it's it's uh, it's a way of thinking about money and how you're playing the game of wealth creation right and so um it's this is a board game you can play. I actually really like this game. You got the the rat race in the center. This is where you're working the normal job. You're assigned a job at the beginning of the game, and you have to make good decisions here in order to get out here into Easy Street, uh, which is when uh, when you make x have x amount of dollars and all this sort of stuff. There's rules to it, but but ultimately you're trying to get out of the rat race into the Easy Street, and that's how you win. Um, 
it's it's a really good game. And actually, now I'm, I'm talking about it right now. I'm thinking, man, I need to play this with my kids here soon. Uh, because in that um, game, you actually are tracking your finances. Uh, you, you're tracking your, your uh, balance sheet, your P&L. You're looking at the money that's coming in, the money that's going out. And you're, you're really trying to... Um, to achieve something here. And in cash flow, what you're trying to achieve is uh, this easy street, which is passive income. You're trying to turn your active job income into a passive income. And that's really where Robert Kiyosaki says wealth lies, isn't that passive income? Well, we have sort of the same game going here uh, with the Fitz Group. Uh, my friend Andy put together these, uh, these, these sheets. Uh, he and his team at the Alliance put together the Financial Independence Engine. Uh, if you are watching this live right now, uh, we'll send these out to you um, uh, in Slack today. If you're watching this recorded later, uh, at the end of this video, there'll be a link that you can click on and download this, uh, this PDF. Uh, but uh, there are two sides to this sheet. Uh, one side is blank. That's for you to, to fill in your own stuff. The other side has some outline to it, so it gives you basic instructions of what is supposed to go in each one of those boxes. Uh, I'll explain what each one of these boxes mean, but, but ultimately I'll show you what the game is and how it's played in just a minute. Um, I want you in this lesson, what you're going to learn, number one, you're going to learn what the boxes mean. Uh, you're going to learn the basics of playing the game. Uh, you're going to learn uh, how to use your assets for you, uh, the effect of getting out of debt, and uh, how to get rid of job and sales. And I've talked to a lot of people over the last few weeks, and um, I, I, quite a few people I'm talking to are losing sight of what the game is. Uh, so many of us, because the personal production money is so good. Uh, and you, go, you go out there and average $500 commission per sale. That's so good. I mean, I figured out 20 plus years ago, I just need to make four sales a week and, and I'm making 100000 a year and, and living nice, right? And, and if I want to do even better than that, I, I could make 300000 and have a nice lifestyle. But for me, that was never the game. The game was never to have a, a $300,000 a year sales job. That's good money, and I'm not knocking anybody that has that, but for me, the game was always about building a business. And, and when I was eight years old and wanted to build that business, I didn't know what that business was going to look like. I certainly didn't think it was going to be insurance. I couldn't even spell insurance in eight, at eight years old. Like, who knew what that was? Um, and, and when I look at it now, I don't really see that my business is an insurance business. It's a people business, and we build people. We build teams. We, we build businesses that just happens to use insurance as a chassis uh, for that wealth creation. You know, that's where the money comes from, these insurance companies. So, um, so many people lose sight of the game. You, you think about, um, I'm going to go out there and make some sales. I'm going to make a living. Right. And, and when, when times are good, that's great. We can go on vacation. When times are bad, I got to really buckle down and make some extra dials this week. This is the, the, the story as old as time in our business um, where, where people do that. And one of the things that I have found uh, that, that leads to tremendous success is consistency. Consistency. Being steady, being committed to a schedule, being committed to a routine, that consistency produces the results that you want. The roller coaster does not. The roller coaster just gets you excited and leaves you feeling depressed. It leaves you manic depressant. Like you're bipolar in, in our world most of the time because you have the highs and lows. But the more consistent, the more steady you can be, the more likely it is you're going to get where you want to go. Now, for me, I, I've heard it said um, uh, commitment to a, a, a 
consistency comes stems from that emotional stability uh, or, or, or results in emotional stability. The more consistent you are in your actions, the more emotionally stable you are. Um, I, I've had mentors in my life tell me how emotionally stable I am. I'm not crazy high. I'm not crazy low. I tend to be right here in the middle. There's some variance, of course. Everybody's got it, but I tend to be right there in the middle. And I really, at this point in my life, believe that that's the, pr- the product of how consistent I am with my calendar how consistent I am with my schedule. And here's what helps me with that consistency. It's a game. I don't look at what I do. When I get up in the morning, I don't think, oh, I got to go to work. You know, I, it's not like the old, uh, we sometimes will joke about this in the office, uh, the old cartoon where the, the sheepdog and the coyote and, and Bugs Bunny cartoons, they show up for work and punch the clock. Hi, Ralph. Hi, Fred. You know, it's not, it's, that's not, um, that's not, how I think about work when I come to the office in the morning, when I, when I get off of work in the afternoon, I don't think about it that way. I think about it, it's, I get to play the game again and it's just so much fun to play the game. I just, that's all I want to do is play the game and I want to teach other people how to play the game. And that's helped me be consistent because let's face it, life insurance isn't exactly the most, uh, isn't the sexiest thing out there to sell. It's life insurance. <gasps> All you got to do is go to a life insurance convention and meet some of these life insurance agents and you go, you're the reason there's so many jokes about our profession. It's, it's not exciting. Actuarial tables, boring. Uh, you know, the trips are fun, but when you take trips with boring people, they're, they're boring. It's, it's <laughs> I want to have fun. I want to play the game. And I want to teach others to do the same because when you treat it like a game and play it like a game, there's winners, there's losers. You get to be both. Um, and, uh, and, and for me, anyway, it's produced much more consistency in my activity, which produces the results that I want uh, in my life, right? So let's just jump into it. Here's how to play the game. We're going to start off uh, looking at the, this is the sheet. And there's two sides of this sheet again. One side has these outlines. Uh, but first, we're going to explain what these boxes all mean. So this override income box, the top left-hand corner, uh, this is ultimately the scoreboard. This is, this is the game, this box up in the upper left-hand corner. Um, you can go through and, and track your commissions and see what you're getting paid per leg in override income. Uh, and this is what you're, you're trying to fill this as big as you want. Some people put a, a number to it. Hey, I, wanna, I want the override income to be $100,000 a year. I want the override income to be a quarter million dollars a year. I want the override income to be a million dollars a year. Well, being at this for so long, I now know the numbers that, listen, if you want to make um, $100,000, that's 15 producers. Right. If you want to make a quarter million, a quarter million is 15 producers. 100,000 is like, I don't know, seven, eight producers. Uh, if you want to make a million dollars in a year, you need 60 producers in this on a monthly basis. Well, Fitz, I, I had 59 because that, that 60th one just didn't get over. Well, in order to get the 60 producers in a month, you probably need 150 to get the 60 producers that produce this month and every month to produce that income. So this is the game. Everything I'm going to show you in this game is about filling that box. In the book, in the uh, game, the board game, Cash Flow, uh, it's, this is passive income. It's all about this box that you're trying to fill, that you're trying to, that you're trying to populate, okay? The next box here is monthly income. You can see it says your job paycheck, NAA, personal sales, your rental income, whatever. This is, this is the monthly income that you're getting. I, I have no problem with people working with us and also having a job. Maybe their job is their full-time income. They're doing this part-time. Maybe the job is kind of a part-time steady paycheck while they're doing this. That's fine, too. I have no problem with that, but that's, you're going to put those numbers in there. 
your liabilities, the next box. This is the balance of your mortgages, uh, car loans, school loans, credit cards, all other loans. Uh, the, the liability, a liability is something that takes money out of your account. So what's the balance due on those things that are pulling money out of your account? Now, there are bills like uh, your light bill that's not necessarily a, a liability that would go here. That's another box for that. The assets box, this is where you uh, fill in your savings, your real estate equity, your 401k, 403b, uh, your assets. You could put uh, uh, the cash accumulation of your uh, tax-free retirement plan uh, could be here. Um, A lot of people will put their home here. I I don't really see my home as an asset until I sell it. And then the asset isn't the home, it's the cash I get out of it. Uh, right, so that's uh, some people put their asset there, and a lot of times when you're putting together a balance sheet or you're trying to get approved for a loan, like they, they, as far as net worth, they may include that house as part of your net worth definition. But um, I, I don't, I don't see it like that. I wouldn't put that there uh, as as a uh, an asset necessarily. But savings, real estate, other investments, other assets, uh, monthly expenses. This is. Mostly it's the payments on these liabilities, but it's also stuff like light bill, utilities, see utilities there, personal loans. It's mostly the payments of these liabilities, but there's others like a, a credit card, not a credit card, a cell phone. Like cell phone is not, it's a liability in the sense that, you know, it, it's something that's pulling money out of your account, but you're never going to pay it off. So it, it doesn't go in the liabilities box. It goes in the monthly expenses box. And then finally, the business expenses. These are the expenses ultimately that you are so as I'm saying that, some people look at, at, at an expense as like a dirty word. Like, I have a business expense. It's not a dirty word. Um, business, it's only a dirty word if it's not making you money. I was having a conversation the other day, yesterday, uh, with some agents that I really like, and, and they were talking about these different things that they're putting money into to help grow their business. And they said, what do you think about that? I said, I think any expense that I put money into that produces positive income is not an expense, it's an investment, and I'm for it. The ones that don't return positive income, I'm not for those, right? So you're going to put all your business expenses. We list taxes first, leads. Listen, in our business, on the sales side, once you get uh, 300 or 400 clients, uh, you really aren't in a position to necessarily need leads anymore. Shouldn't be. Uh, If you're serving those clients the right way and getting referrals from those clients, you're really sort of out of that lead program. But until you're in the 300, 400 client range, you're probably in a place to need leads. If you're creating an override income, there's there's a likelihood that you're going to have some lead expense there. Maybe you're spotting agents' leads or, or maybe there's an override lead charge on some types of leads that your agents are working. Just depends. Advertise office space, travel, phone, employees, all other business expenses. Um, and, and really, I recommend keeping those monthly expenses and business expenses separate. Uh, different people have different theories about it. I'm not a big fan of what they call commingling funds, where they can't tell the difference between my personal and my business expenses. When, they, when, when, when somebody can't tell the difference of that, you're not really a business anymore. You're just uh, somebody that's acting like it, and, uh, and, and you don't get the protections of, of being a business. So uh, I like keeping those very distinct and separate. Now, the basics of play in the game. You're starting off override income. This is the box. This is the scoreboard. This is what you're trying to populate right here. Okay? So what you've got is a monthly income. Maybe you got that job paycheck. Maybe you got your sales uh, income coming in. Maybe rental income or whatever. The basics say that monthly income goes to paying monthly expenses. 
the lower, if you can reduce your monthly expenses, like when we, Heather and I were building this business, we did all kinds of stuff. Like um, we, uh, we, we, we lived on one car for two years uh, so we could reduce our monthly insurance expense. And we needed another car, but listen, renting a car occasionally when we needed it was way cheaper than a monthly car payment. And so it just made sense to do it. So you lower those expenses. I remember back in the day, we didn't have a, a this, for, for some of the younger folks today may go, what? That's insane. But there was once upon a time we didn't have a DVD player. Now we don't even use a DVD player. But, but I remember friends would come over with DVDs and like, let's watch a movie. We're like, we have a VCR. <laughs> well, why don't you have a DVD player? Because uh, those were like 500 bucks back in the day. Those were like 500 bucks. And with 500 bucks, I could run another ad. And with another ad, I could find another agent. With another agent, I could make $1,000 a month. Why would I buy a, visa, a, a DVD player? Like, it didn't make sense to me. Because I was, the basic game says you try to reduce your monthly expenses. So if your monthly income is higher than your monthly expenses, there's a gap there. And that gap you're using to put into your business expenses, and the business expenses are creating an override income. Do you follow that? Uh, this is like, uh, it's like watching a teleprompter, the, tele- illust- the telestrator they do on, on football games. So you start off with a monthly income. Follow, follow the hand. Monthly income pays the monthly expenses. The more you can reduce your monthly expenses, the bigger the gap between your monthly income. Uh, obviously, you want your monthly income to be higher than your monthly expenses. The bigger the gap you have there, the question is, where are you putting that difference? Some people put it in a savings account. Well, savings account doesn't create an override income. I, I chose to take that difference and put it into business expenses because the business expenses were going to drive the override income. That was the game I was playing. Now, let's say we want to use your assets for you. Again, the game is the override income. You're trying to fill this box. This is the game. This is, the, the, the better you are at playing this game, the more your thoughts will be dominated by how does this impact my override income? The better you are at playing this game. The, the, the longer you play it, the more intentionally you play it. That is, I'm not thinking how can I get another sale, right? And I haven't thought that way in 20 years. I'm thinking how can I get more sales, Does that make sense? Not, how can I increase my income by 50,000 this year? I'm thinking, how can I increase my income by a million this year? That's the difference in games, okay? Just, just it's a mindset difference. So you're playing this override income game. You got these assets. Now, assets, I I, I know people who in this business have cashed out their 401k, taking the penalty and taking that money and putting it into this business. I know people who've done that. I know people who really had uh, uh, no debt on credit cards and saw their their credit cards as an asset because here's these credit cards with available credit limit i've got a hundred thousand dollars on credit card i can invest in my business you can am i telling you to do that no i'm not telling you to do that i'm saying that other people i know who've been really successful at the game have done that does that mean you have to no i think there's probably a thousand ways to win this game But this, one of the things that people don't think about when it comes to their assets is time. They don't think about it. See, reading Cash Flow Quadrant, reading Cash Flow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki, one of the things that came out of that for me was uh, this this mindset of if you want to be wealthy, you're either going to be a business owner or you're going to be an investor in businesses. That's self-employed, employee, those people don't get wealthy, business owner and investors do. And that's, that's the cash flow quadrant mindset, concept, right? And so uh, one of the things about being an investor, if you invest in a business and then physically go in and make sure that that investment performs well, 
it's called insider trading. You get Martha Stewarted. You're going to go off to the white collar prison. Okay. Like you can't really do that. But in owning your own business, if you put money into it and you back it up with your time invested to make sure that your investment performs, that's totally accepted. Not only is it accept, accepted, it's expected that you would do that. So don't just put money in and sit back and I'm going to see how it goes. Like I know people that all I need to do is just hire me a good assistant. Boom, I'm going to make a million dollars. It's not how it works, man. Like I've lived it firsthand where I've hired staff, didn't train them. They cost me money. They didn't make me money. So you, you have to put that money in, but then back it up with your time, ensuring that your investment performs. That's the way to build the business. So you take your assets, you put it into business expenses, Creates override income. That's how you use your assets. I don't want to use my assets, Fitz. Okay, no big deal. Let's talk about the effect of getting out of debt. It's a huge effect. Again, the game is override income. We want to eliminate your liabilities. Let's say you pay those off. Pay off your debt. What does that do? Well, it reduces your monthly expenses. If you have a $2,000 mortgage expense, monthly mortgage payment, and you pay off your mortgage, you just freed up $2,000 a month. When, when Heather and I were in credit card debt and we paid that off, we freed up like $3,000 a month in minimum payments on that credit card debt. What could you do with an extra $36,000 a year in investing in your small business? A lot. It goes a long way in a small business. So you eliminate those liabilities. It, pays, it, it reduces your monthly expenses, right? And with that difference in money, now you're able to put money, more money into business expenses, which creates the override income. See how this game continues to, everything in your life revolves around how can I free up capital to invest in my override expenses? How can I free up capital to invest in my override expenses? How can I create more capital out of thin air or, or, or reallocate capital that's already being spent into in the override income? Getting out of a job or sales. How do you do this? We've, we've talked about systematically how to work yourself out of personal production, but let's look at it from the game perspective. Game is override income, monthly income. When do you walk away from your job or from the personal sales? When do you do that? Now, this is not a coaching individually for you right now. This is a group coaching. It's a video, right? This is a, if you are seriously going to walk away from, from uh, your, your normal nine to five, or if you're seriously going to walk away from personal sales here, let's have an individual conversation about it. Make sure we're being smart, okay? Your override income, this is when you can do it. It's when your override income is paying your monthly expenses. Okay? You're able to walk away from your job income and from your sales income when your override income is covering your monthly expenses and covering your business expenses. Those are two separate things. A lot of people think, well, my cell phone is really a business expense. Yeah, it's not. I mean, if you didn't have the business, would you still have a cell phone? Yes. Okay. It, you may be able to pay for it with your company, but think about it in terms on this sheet as your monthly expense. And this is where this is where a lot of people make a mistake because they think I'm building a business here. It should immediately cover my household and business expenses all at one time. There aren't too many successful entrepreneurs in this world that can tell that story. There aren't too many success stories that can say from day one, my business was covering my, my grocery bill and my business bills. It just 
just from day one. Doesn't usually happen like that. There usually is, I was doing this to make money while building this over here. I was doing this to make money while doing this over here. Well, you can get rid of this thing over here, this monthly income thing, when the override income is covering all of that and there's still money to put in business expenses, which again, goes to drive the override income. <laughs> then you're able to get rid of that job or the sales job. I hope that helps. There's a lot more to this sheet, a lot more that can be done. What I'd recommend doing uh, is, is downloading uh, that PDF, get it in your hands, and start going through and just looking honestly at what your numbers look like so that you have a firm grasp of the scoreboard for the game that you're trying to play. If you're treating this like a game and you don't know the score, you have no idea if you're winning or losing. And chances are, if you have no idea if you're winning or losing, you're not winning. <laughs> Those are the real chances. The, the people who are winning know the score. So download the sheet. If you want to talk with me about it uh, and go over your numbers and say, now Fitz, I want to put together a game plan. We've helped people walk away from six-figure jobs using this. Systematically, steady, consistent. Let's do it by the numbers and let's do it right and build the business successfully. I'm happy to go through those numbers with you, look at it, give you some advice, give you some guidance uh, based on my experience, and, uh, and we can go from there. If you need me, let me know. We'll talk soon. Can I help you? sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with the Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.